0: Welcome to Never Again Is Now, a podcast about anti Semitism. In this episode, we discuss how alumni can help counter anti Semitism on American college campuses. I'm Evelyn Marcus, and in addition to being a psychologist, I'm featured in the documentary about anti Semitism, Never Again Is Now. I am a Dutch Jew and a daughter of Holocaust survivors. In 2006, I immigrated to the United States because of the rising anti Semitism in Europe.
1: I am Phyllis Zimbler Miller, the founder of the free nonfiction Holocaust Theater Project, then EdgeTheWedge.com. I grew up in a Midwestern town, Elgin, Illinois, it was not a Holocaust community, and yet, In September 1970, my U.S. Army officer husband and I were stationed in Munich, Germany, and this changed only 25 years after the end of World War II and the Holocaust, and this changed our lives as Jews forever.
0: Avi Gordon is the executive director of Alums for Campus Fairness, which harnesses the power of alumni to counter anti-Semitism on college campuses. In the past, he has worked for Israel advocacy in organizations such as Birthright, Stand With Us, Israel Engagement, and the American Jewish Committee. Avi, thank you for coming on our show.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: So, Avi, is it correct to say that the genesis of the organization came from three Vassar College graduates? Um, and when was this? and was there a specific incident that motivated them to start the organization
2: sure well thank you for having me and uh, it's an honor to be here i also have i am a i'm a third generation holocaust survivor so the holocaust is very prominent in my family and uh in our fam- family history so uh equally the reason why i've been devoting my professional career to the uh to the jewish community at large um so, Alums for Campus Parents was founded about uh, eight or nine years ago um, by by our three co- brilliant co-founders, um, Dr. Mark Banchik, Laurie Josephs, and Susan uh, Julian, and the three of them are Vassar alumni graduated in the 80s from Vassar College, and they were noticing a pattern of what was going on on campus at the time. And that was uh, an incredible one-sidedness of this uh, conversation when it comes to the um, Anti-Israel, pro-Israel, kind of side of, side of things. Uh, it was very skewed to the anti-Israel side um, and to the anti-Semitic side of things, and um, and they kind of put their heads together along with uh, many other vast alumni and kind of said enough is enough, and they were able to bring their fellow alumni together under one roof and to and to have meaningful conversations with the administration and to create a meaningful presence on campus in that there were then there was then a balanced kind of approach afterwards of having pro-Israel speakers on campus and creating this kind of balanced conversation. Uh the university and colleges on in America are marketplaces, uh it's a marketplace of ideas. It's where ideas should be shared uh, and should be respectfully um debated. And unfortunately what we see a lot on campus is that it's incredibly one-sided and uh and and those who do support Israel or those who are Jewish uh, get demonized, uh, uh, are unfortunately victims of double standards, et cetera. Uh, and that's where our Vaster alumni kind of got together, took a stand, and uh and they created a really robust, um a robust program that they said maybe this is something we can do on a national uh to scale us in a national way. Um so fast forward to a few years, you know, they they were able to create uh, via their grassroots approach, um, be able to create new chapters um, of Alums for Campus Fairness uh, and other smaller liberal colleges. And then uh, fast forward even more to today, uh, we have over 60 chapters serving nearly 40,000 members uh, across the nation.
0: That's amazing. And so here we see a great, inspiring uh, example of how three people starting to speak up, um, um, you know, make it uh, grow into even forty thousand people who who do the same thing. That's that's amazing and very inspiring and, and a great example for all of us. Um,
1: Phyllis. Yes. And since since you've been the executive director and I'm not sure how long have you had to change, you know, your strategy a little as uh, anti-Semitism has gotten more and more prevalent on college campuses and now extending not just about Israel, but also just attacking Jews.
2: Absolutely. So I've been in this role for uh, for five years now, a little over five years, and um, we've been, um, luckily enough, we've been able to grow um, our staff. We've been able to grow our, our reach, obviously. Um, and, and with that, you know, the pro-Israel campus space um, is ever-evolving. Um, you know, obviously, uh, every four years there's a turnover, right? So every four years there's there's different um, nuances, different things happening, and I think certainly in the five years that I've been here uh, under under the helm, we've seen a number of, of changes, uh, and I'll say even most recently from two years ago in 2021, in the summer of 2021, um, when Israel um, had a, a skirmish, a war um, with Hamas. Um, there was incredible amount of um, digital hate that was happening. So we're in a digital first world now, um, from podcasts to Instagram um, to now Threads to uh, you know everywhere in between. Um, it's it's been really interesting to kind of watch the genesis of uh, and the evolution of of where undergraduate students kind of gather uh, virtually, and that's what was happening uh, during that time in 2021. It was on Instagram. There was tons of articles, pictures that were false uh, against, you know, saying, you know, the genocidal Israeli military, uh, things of that nature, and then also attacking Jews because Israel is a Jewish state, and uh, they assume that everyone who's Jewish has the same political beliefs exactly as the um, as the leadership within Israel. Um, and that's where it becomes anti-Semitic in nature. And it was really, you know, it, it was really alarming. Um, you know, the pro-Israel campus space, luckily, is, is fused very well. Well together um, because of the auspices of the Israel on campus coalition, which is the umbrella organization that brings all of our organizations together to speak um, and to, you know, coordinate our efforts together. Um, And so we were able to kind of understand what was going on on the digital space and understand what we can be doing uh, about it. So, you know, for us, we were um regularly in contact with administrations, uh, with administrators, I should say, um, so that they understand kind of the severity what students are facing in the digital space. Um, and it's something that's quite prevalent. Um, certainly today, um, we're seeing, and what we're seeing is, you know, from COVID, we had all this digital things that were happening. And then when they went back on campus, it was kind of translating then in a more visceral way on campus in a more tangible way. Um, swastikas being drawn on, uh, uh, on campuses, whether it be at an AEP fraternity house or a Jewish professor's office, what have you. Uh, so it's becoming a lot more, um, Uh, brazen in the way that it was kind of before it was we're not anti-Semitic we're anti-Israel that kind of thing and now it's kind of those lines have certainly been blurred and it's been really uh, unfortunate to watch and kind of shows the importance of alumni stepping in and and helping students as much as as we can.
0: How do alumni help?
2: It's a great question so alumni help through uh, many different ways through our grassroots approach. um, A lot of times we'll do public facing um, petitions. Um, So when something happens on campus, like I mentioned working with Israel on Campus Coalition and all the different coalition partners, we understand not only what's going on strategically, um, but also like what are students saying? What are students feeling? How are they feeling, Um, et cetera. And so we're able to quickly form a rapid response Um, And understand what's going on and make specific asks of the administration of the school to uh, uh, directly address the issue at hand, whatever that might be. Um, And so we do that through petitions. Sometimes we'll do it through letter writing campaign where someone fills out a form and then an email immediately goes to the president, provost, whomever we deem appropriate. Um, And we also, obviously we work with, we have leadership within each chapter. So we have chapter leaders who are kind of like your president um, within within a chapter. And then we have our our core leadership, almost like your executive team. Um, And they work directly then with our professional staff um, so that we can all strategize together uh, onto what we can be doing. So maybe it's, we're working quietly behind the scenes and speaking with an administrator. Um, And and what's been interesting um, since I've been in this role is that a lot of times administrators don't understand exactly what's going on uh, or they don't understand um, the complexity and the severity of what's happening. Uh, and, it, and that for, for us, I see that as an opportunity for us to educate and to engage um, and many partners do the same thing. And I think it's uh it's incredibly important. Um, obviously for us, it's different because it's grassroots in nature. And, and, you know, when we have a petition with thousands of people signing it's different than when one person is reaching out, Um, you know, saying, as an alum of X school, I'm upset because this happened. Instead, they're getting hearing from thousands or hundreds or thousands, et cetera. So it's, it's a lot more impactful in that way. We've also done some public pressure campaigns within the last year that have that have been uh, um, successful. At the same time, very much a work in progress. Um, I'm sure, you're aware of what's been going on within the CUNY system, the City University of New York system, um, where there's been virulent anti-Semitism going on for this isn't just a couple of years, but for many years. Uh, the chancellor was supposed to come last summer to a, a hearing in City Council. Uh, he never showed up. Uh, and this is obviously quite unique because it's a city school, so it's also taxpayer funded. So it's a very different operation than it would be for a private school or, or even a public school. Um, so it's a different animal altogether, but we did some really powerful and impactful um uh, public pressuring, uh, including full-page time full page ads in, uh, in the New York Post and in other um, local publications that, you know, there's newspapers that anyone can get in the subway for free, and we put ads there. We did some digital advertising where we reached millions of people um, throughout social media.
1: What did these ads say? Can you give us an so example? So these ads
2: were calling out the chancellor for not standing up for the Jewish community, for the Jewish students. Um, and it was calling out his administration for not doing enough. Um, Since then, he has come out with a plan of action, including creating a portal. Um, Listen, this portal is, it's a great step, but it's certainly not even close to enough. And it's one of those where you take two steps forward and one step back. And that's what we're seeing happening with the CUNY system specifically. Um, You know, just, I want to say like a month or two ago, um, there was the CUNY law commencement uh, and the speaker there just decided to completely eviscerate Israel and any Zionist, et cetera, and completely attack um, the Jewish community and the pro-Israel community um, because of her own beliefs during a commencement speech, which was entirely inappropriate and wholly unacceptable. Um, And so, you know, for us, we're continuing this kind of public pressure so that the chancellor kind of recognizes the mistakes that he's making and understands what he can be doing to, to improve in that way. Um, yeah, and we've done that similarly also at um, uh, again, this is in the last year, I want to be very recent, uh, yeah. on purpose, and that was um, at GW, um, George at George Washington University in Washington, DC. Um, stand with us, one of our closest partners, um, filed a title six complaint, um, with the graduate, I think it's the psychology school, where professor. Um, was targeting Jewish students and uh, you know, vehemently against the idea of Israel existing uh, and not supporting not creating an, an equal playing field. Let's call it for the students. Um, and so they came out with a Title VI complaint that was accepted by the Department of Education and they're investigating it, which is fabulous. Wait, wait um, can
1: you explain to our audience how they sued under tri- Title VI? Explain a little bit more, please. So the
2: Title VI complaint is, you know, it's, it's the protection of religious freedom, um, et cetera. And under the Trump administration, it included the Jewish community as well. Um, and so when those um, Jewish students, you know, within the educational system, feel like they're being unfairly treated, um, or discriminated against because of their beliefs, because of their Zionism, or because of their Judaism, um, they're able to legally, you know, investigate, and perhaps even working with lawyers, like at the side off, stand with the side off Legal Department, or with the Lawfare Project, uh, there's many, or the Brandeis Center for Human Rights, there's many organizations who work with lawyers, uh, that's beyond my uh, my scope of understanding I'm not a lawyer um but they're able to kind of work with the students who perhaps feel like they have a case and if it makes sense if the if everything kind of fits in then they'll officially file a title six complaint which is what Stan this did um, and the great part about this is that not only was it filed but now the DOA Department of Education is actually investigating it and it's looking into it. And it's not just, it's not just they got, it got filed and that's it. Now there's a full investigation and this will take a long time. Uh, unfortunately at GW, um they the administration George
0: Washington, George Washington University George Washington, yep. CW,
2: um they decided to um hire their own law firm to do an investigation of what happened um and it was totally done by their own they hired their own comp their own uh law firm third party kind of investigation um and they didn't share the findings but they kind of um you know uh wa- wiped themselves clean of it saying nothing nothing went wrong after the investigation everything was great etc Um, And that, you know, we don't have any any fault in this. And, you know, all of us are saying, that's great. Show us the findings. And also, why did you hire someone yourself, maybe someone that's actually a third party, you know, that could do it without any type of biases could could look into this, you know, more appropriately. Um, So what we did is, you know, that was you know, many months ago, and about a month ago, when commencement was happening at GW, um, they have commencement in the National Mall. Um, their major commencement uh, is literally like Washington Monument, the National Mall. Um, so it's a very big uh, event. It's it's very powerful. Um, and we worked with our alumni to strategize, what can we do to kind of ensure that this is still at the top of the agenda for the administration and recognize that, like, you know, we're not going away, alumni aren't going away, students aren't going away, et cetera. Uh, And so we actually, uh, we hired a uh, billboard, like a a truck that that drove around calling out the president, calling out the professor um, on supporting anti-Semitism and not taking this seriously. Um, It was kind of like a shock and awe kind of thing, I I I would say. Um, At the same time, it definitely turned heads, It definitely uh, proved its point. Uh, We got some great um, publicity on it um, from student from the student newspaper to, uh, you know, local, uh, locals, etc. So I think it was, it's a powerful moment that we're able to, we're fortunate enough to be able to kind of amplify our message in that kind of way um so our alumni work is really kind of it, it varies it can be from very small uh working with very small colleges or universities to uh and doing smaller things to doing these kind of bigger projects as well um and it should be said that you know the the issue isn't going to be solved tomorrow this is a marathon not a sprint uh and it doesn't um it doesn't uh you know we we can't be willing to just let it go and to just say you know it's not worth it you know anti-semitism is here but it's not worth it to fight it's something that's like that's just there we have to accept it this is something that we're all very uh conscious of we're all worried about and by us speaking up in a uh and for in our in our situation for as alumni and us speaking up as a unified voice continually and not giving up and and continually kind of being a thorn in the side of the administration, um, kind of chipping away at that armor, if you will. Um, you know, that's kind of our approach. Our approach is to is to kind of is to bring light, to shed light on what's going on and to ensure that the students' voices are being amplified when they want to be or not when they don't, you know, students um Unfortunately, faced many repercussions, whether it be socially or academically. Uh, and same with professors as well, and uh, um, who who want to speak out. And we work with some amazing organizations. Work with both students and uh, and professors. And I think it's uh, it's they're all important roles, just like our role is important. And uh, alumni equally have a seat at the table. And this is the first time that, as an organized bunch, we're able to kind of come together and, and sit with everyone else.
0: Yeah, I think I, it's it, we totally commend that um and 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 alumni for those who don't live in the United States in our audience <laughs> uh alumni have an important uh, position in American uh universities um they sometimes or often support uh their financially. Former, yeah financially their a former University um and um so th- that's th- it's it's important and also they they they, they make careers uh, that look uh, you know that that, imp- that also improve the image of the university so if they 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 do have an important voice and i'm very happy that your organization is um, giving a microphone to alumni yes. You're exactly
2: yeah. right. What I, what we usually say is, you know, what do universities care about? They care about their reputation and their donor dollars. And those exactly. are two things that alumni play uh, an incredibly important role, outsized role, I would argue. Uh, and it's something that they're very careful about many times. Um, and it's something that, you know, obviously, as alumni, they care about kind of what's being said, what's the word on the street kind of thing. And that's where, you know, we're playing a vital role. Yep.
0: Yeah. And, and also, I want to, I want to stress that um, you know, I said in my introduction that uh, I left Europe in 2006 for the United States because of the rising anti-Semitism in Europe and that anti-Semitism began in my lifetime in the 70s in Europe at university. Mm. That's where it started and from there it spilled over to cultural elites, to the media and eventually to the general population. Um, and uh, there, there were other factors as well contributing to to the resurging anti-Semitism in Europe, but the the anti-Israel uh, activism on universities and the aggressive anti-Israel activism on universities and anti-zionist activism on universities had a big, big influence on all of Europe. Uh, Western Europe suddenly uh, becoming anti-Israel and anti-Zionist. So I think it's very important what your organization is doing.
1: And I think it's very important that alumni know what's going on at their college, because students and professors, professors are worried about tenure and students are worried about their grades, because let's face it, you know, their GPA, grade point average, when they graduate, if they want to go to law school or whatever they want, is looked at. So when they have a student who, uh, excuse me, a teacher who's uh, adverse to them based solely on who they are, it is a real hardship that an individual student cannot on his or her own uh, deal with. So when I heard the name of your organization, right away, I thought it was brilliant. Alums for Campus Fairness, it's such a powerful idea. So what would you like alums of other colleges who aren't yet part of your network to do? when they discover what's going on at the, first they need to know what's going on at the university and then what?
2: For sure, uh, it's a great question. So, you know, we are at that, the uh, um, you know, the Kishka is at the heart of who we are, <laughs> we're grassroots in nature. And so we can't grow without the help of folks like you and many others to support us. Uh, and that's through going to our website, which is campusfairness.org. Uh, and and there you can see, you can sign up, you can join our uh, our growing movement Uh, Anyone can join us. Um, It is based, uh, Evelyn. To your point, it is based in the United States only for now. Um, So, uh, anyone who's who went to a a university or college, or maybe they have kids who are currently in school, or have grandkids who are currently in school, um, they're welcome to add their name into our uh, our system. And when something does happen, one of the things, um, Phyllis, that you mentioned is that when something does happen, we one of the things that we pride ourselves on is educating and informing our alumni when things do happen, uh, whether it be good or bad. And so we are able to, through our uh, our incredible system that we have, um, you know, if someone, we were just talking about um, George Washington University at GW, if anyone is affiliated with GW, like Phyllis, let's say you have a grandkid at GW, you're now affiliated with GW because you signed up on our website. And in 10 seconds, we can email from our professional staff. Uh, a GW update to anyone affiliated with GW. Here's what's going on at GW. Here's what you should know about, uh, and here's what you can be doing. Uh, an action point that you can be taking, or here's just an update. And we're going to we're we're closely monitoring it, and we will keep you posted as we learn more. Um, so we're able to um, to really kind of share out information as we learn um, because we're such uh, we're so well uh, coalesced within the pro-Israel campus. Um, community, we're able to to quickly find out what's going on. At the same time, we're not everywhere. So if someone <laughs> knows something that's going on, an alum uh, or not, knows what's going on on a certain campus that we're not aware of or we haven't written about, um, they're welcome to share with us that we're able to share it then with, uh, with everyone else who's affiliated with that chapter. Just because we don't have a specific chapter at a specific school doesn't mean we don't have representation there. Just means we don't have a formalized uh, um, leadership there, and we're obviously always looking to to expand in that sense as well. So we, it's
0: always worth it for alumni to who are alarmed to to try yes. to approach you and and see if you can help. Correct. Hundred
2: percent, hundred percent. Email us to to join us by signing up on our website. We are here to help in any way that we can, uh, and we've been uh, you know, we're, it's a partnership through and through. I have and, a
0: question. And, and what, what 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 is the kind of Incidents that that people should should be alarmed about, maybe mm. to to say it that way. Um,
2: listen, there's the incidents can be something small like uh, a, a mazuza gang getting uh, you know torn down uh, in the dorm room. be someone drawing a swastika on a dry erase board for uh, a student an undergraduate who experienced that it could be a menorah being defaced at a Chabad house on campus you know we, we work with Chabad on campus uh regularly the same with Hillel uh international um um as well and we are you know we are currently aware and we want to be supportive as much as we can uh in terms of that so it could be a statement of condemnation putting out a press release and sharing it with the press so that we're able to amplify um, what's going on. Um, it could be a BDS, a boycott, investment and, sh- and sanctions, um, student government. Um, uh, uh, a
0: boycott Israel.
2: Correct. Uh, to call it Israel and to boycott Israel within the student government, which is largely um, uh, it's largely kind of not realistic, rather it's symbolic. Um, and so I think, you know, for us at the same time, it creates a really Uh, damaging campus environment for the Jewish and pro-Israel students. And so we want to be sure that we're supporting them as well uh, in that time and calling it out uh, for for the hatefulness, for the hateful rhetoric. Um, So it really could could be anything uh, that you deem. And and perhaps it's something that's smaller uh, or bigger. And and we're able to kind of take it on a case-by-case basis and to share our insights as well from being so kind of locked into the community.
0: So hate towards Jews or hate towards Israel is
1: something they can approach you for.
2: Exactly right. Okay.
1: And I would like to emphasize that no, no X is too small. The broken windows theory, you know, you ignore that little thing and then it gets bigger and bigger. So while someone might say, oh, it's just some kid who wrote whatever on the wall, no, some kid. And then it's read by blah, 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 blah. So we encourage people when they see something small, notify on college campus, notify you before it gets bigger. I think it's very important that people realize that.
2: A hundred percent. It can create a cascade effect where, you know, someone thinks it's funny and then they pass it on and then they do it and and it goes on and on. And uh, it creates a really damaging environment for the, for those students uh, on campus who are Jewish, who are wearing a yarmulke on campus or an IDF shirt on campus. And they're being attacked um, that they never thought that would happen again. Uh, They never thought that would happen in their in their lifetime. And uh, and I can tell you, unfortunately, that's that's happened many in many instances. And it's something that is not okay. You know, again, like I said in the beginning, uh, the university is a a marketplace of ideas. We're allowed to defer from our uh, we're allowed to learn about differing opinions. We're allowed to share our opinions in a respectful way. Um, But when that line gets crossed by creating these kind of hateful environments, uh, that's where uh, we all have to step in.
1: Evelyn, do you have another question before we give Avi his last thoughts moment? No, I,
0: I don't have any further questions at this point.
1: So, Avi, this is your this is your moment to say whatever message you want, including repeating your URL for your organization. So go sure. ahead.
2: Sure. Well, thank you. Thank you both for your time. I appreciate it. This is an important conversation to have, and uh, I'm honored to be here as well. Um, Again, for anyone interested, uh, please join us at campusfairness.org. You can see all of our different happenings, things that we've done throughout the academic year, uh, different findings that we've had. We've had different surveys and uh, different research that we've done throughout the years. And it's really interesting to learn about what we do and also to join us and and to support us in any way possible as well. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to grow and expand as much as we can. And obviously, unfortunately, anti-Semitism is becoming more and more prevalent on campus and our, our work is becoming more and more vital. Um, so we appreciate everyone's support and, uh, and certainly your support in amplifying our voice as well uh, as, a, as the, I guess you can say, the spokesperson as the director for uh, ACF. Uh, we call ourselves. So uh, we're really thrilled, um, you know, to, to be able to take part in, in this conversation and to be able to play a, a key role within the pro-Israel campus space and the campus tapestry. Um, we work with dozens of partners and we're we're thrilled to work with them in any passing, any way that makes sense. And uh, and we're thrilled to be a voice for alumni in a unified manner. Uh, you know, one alumni voice countering anti-Semitism is, is what we go by. And it's really important, um, you know, uh, a one, like I said before, one person just sharing uh, in an email or a letter to the administration sharing their disdain is very different than hearing from hundreds, if not thousands. Uh, it's way more impactful and it's really powerful. Uh, and it puts administrations on pause. It, it, they take a pause and 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 want to have a conversation many times. Uh, sometimes they don't, but at the same time, they also know that they're Um, they're upsetting many of their alumni, (laughs) which uh, is not something they're very proud of. So uh, kind of second guess. So um, really appreciate your time. And, uh, and hopefully we're able to see more people join us and to help us in countering anti-Semitism on campuses through the lens of alumni.
1: Thank you so much, Avi. And thank you, our listeners for listening. For those of you who haven't yet Watch the documentary that Evelyn stars in and never again is now. It's on Amazon and YouTube. You can read more about my nonfiction Holocaust theater project at thinedgeofthewedge.com. And as we end every podcast, we say without putting yourself in physical harm, please speak up against anti Semitism and all hate.